0: to episode 25 of the Justin Insight Podcast, really been flying through these episodes since we started the show at the turn of the year. Uh, As always my name is Tim Birkbeck, I'm a writer, I'm a lover of films, music and wrestling but most importantly of all I am your body and vehicle through this podcast. Uh, So if you live in the UK you will know that it is absolutely ridiculously hot at the moment, Uh, it's nearly 1am on a Tuesday morning Tuesday before the show is going to go, or Tuesday of the day the show is going to go up, and it's still absolutely sweltering hot. Uh, And being a six foot two pale ginger man, the heat is doing me absolutely no favours whatsoever. Um, And it also doesn't help that I work in an office with no air conditioning, but sometimes, hey, that's life. Uh, Not really a lot to report this week uh, as to what I've been doing. Again, it's been quite a work heavy week. But managed to do some quite interesting stuff with work. Uh, done a couple of court stories, which was pretty cool, uh, and the story that I've been following for since kind of the day it was announced has finally been uh, concluded. Uh, so yeah, that's been pretty cool. Uh, spent time with my family on Sunday as it was Father's Day, but it was also uh, my mum's birthday, so that was pretty nice. Uh, and then obviously watched the Money in the Bank pay per view for today's episode uh, the only thing of note that I did want to mention was I was once again in Brighton uh, but this time was for uh, the debut show of Riptide Wrestling which was absolutely awesome um, people need to go check out that promotion, I'm not sure if they're putting the show uh, online at all or anything but people living in Brighton need to go support that show people that just love wrestling need to go support that promotion they really really killed it for their debut show Uh, It was main evented by Will Ospreay and Shane Strickland, who is someone that I've wanted to see for absolutely ages. Uh, And the match just didn't disappoint. So, yeah, if you get a chance to see anything they're doing, please go check them out. Uh, A close friend of mine is actually involved in in the company as well. So, yeah, that'd be Riptide Wrestling. Go check it out. Um, Whilst I was there, I also had the opportunity to sit down and chat with the gnarliest wrestler of all, uh, Chuck Mambo, ahead of the Riptide Wrestling show. So you know what that means, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Finally have a wrestler on the podcast. Uh, so that is going to be next week's episode with Chuck Mambo. Uh, but now on to this week's episode. Uh, is one of our WWE pay-per-view roundtable discussions. Uh, and it's actually the first time that I've had all three of my regular contributors uh, joining me all at once, which was, which was nice. Um, it was really great to have uh, four different outlooks, obviously the fourth being myself. Uh, on the event and how money in the bank was in general so please sit back enjoy myself maz gambadella ben Pittman, and callum Millwood discussing all things money in the bank and i'll see you on the other side So we are once again at another WWE pay-per-view, uh, this one is a personal favourite of mine, Money in the Bank, um, and it was a monumental Money in the Bank because it was the first time we had a women's uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, joining me uh, for this week's little review uh, is Justin Insight regular and uh, Weather State guitarist Cullen Millwood. Hello Cullen, how are you doing?
1: Hello, I'm alright. I'm doing alright. I'm living. That's, yeah, that's, you know, it's, it's very hot here at the moment in the UK, so I'm very
0: pr- happy about that, but I'm having to work through it. So yes, yeah, yeah. very sweaty, but happy. <laughs> um, we have the returning Bantamania host, uh, Mario Gambadella. Maz, how you doing?
2: Yeah, uh, same as Callum. Pretty sweaty, uh, in my pants, ready to review a very... Average paper, so I'm really excited
0: about that. I, I can tell by the tone in your voice.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah, um, and we have a returning uh, elusive Mr. Ben Pittman. Ben, how are you doing?
3: I'm all right, man. Sorry for being so absent. <laughs> no, I, cool, feel, man. I feel like I feel like the John Cena of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, you know, handsome, but only part time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it works on so many levels um but yeah as i said at the top of the show like money in the bank's one of the pay-per-views that i kind of look forward to most of the year i think just because i love the the kind of craziness that a ladder match kind of brings and obviously money in the bank is quite quite high stakes but um going into this pay-per-view what what did you guys kind of think um as you're returning ben we'll start with you
3: uh, going into it, very kind of, I mean, Money in the Bank, great. Spot fest, ladder match, you're always going to have a great time. Uh, didn't really have very many high hopes about any of the rest of the card. Um, so kind of just, you know, had the morning off. Thankfully. <laughs> Managed to catch it, so that's why I'm managing to catch you uh, tonight. Um, so yeah, low expectations as I've kind of come to... Have with a lot of the WWE pay per views, um, but you know, wasn't a bad show altogether.
0: So, no. Maz, um, what well about yourself?
2: Um, yeah, I thought um, I'll be honest, uh, Tim, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, ladder matches, and the whole money in the bank uh, kind of concept's never been my favorite, but um, I thought that uh, the actual show some of the matches were okay i think the whole thing about this whole pay-per-view was a lot of the finishes (laughs) I think a lot of the finishes of this pay-per-view are going to be discussed why they were booked what uh sort of result have they given um but yeah um it's funny because i was i was listening to a couple of other podcasts of like the last two pay-per-views and i hadn't actually watched them um so I decided to watch Backlash and um, Extreme Rules one after the other and I kind of was just a bit like right okay that's uh <laughs> that's that It kind of had it in the background so I was like okay well Money in the Bank might be a bit better and, yeah but yeah I think all in all there was a lot of there were good spots in the whole pay-per-view but I think it was a lot of the finishes that kind of Run people up the
0: wrong way yeah and obviously we'll we'll get into the the nitty gritties of that quite soon um but Cullen as well what did you think of it do you think it was decent or sort of as Maz put it quite an average pay-per-view
1: yeah 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 I feel um it was more of of an average one it was um I think a lot of the outcomes which we'll obviously get into in shortly um very kind of hill heavy finishes for this show um but uh yeah like i definitely think that you know it's it's hard to judge to you know call the whole show like it is like say it's average because i think there was definitely some big spots here and big uh, big like kind of um moments in this whole pay-per-view but hmm. um some were questionable as well so yeah it's <laughs> yeah. fairly i think this could have been better considering that money in the bank for me is one of the more enjoyable pay-per-views of the year um but yeah um I, you've got to question whether it's over at this point with all these pay-per-views. Yeah, but, um, it does feel like it's yeah, getting to that point. Yeah, it's hard to get really excited about pay-per-views at the moment. But, um, yeah, I think it's a bit in the middle, really.
0: Yeah. Well, did, did all of you guys manage to catch the pay-per-view? Uh, pay-per-view, sorry. Pre-show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I watched the... I, I did not watch the pre-show again.
0: No, Maz...
2: Yeah, no, I watched the uh, the pre-show.
0: And Ben? Missed it,
3: missed the return of my boy. <laughs> yeah. My hype, my hype bros, missed it, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> well, I think if, if me and you, if me and Maz kind of talk about it briefly then, but me and Callan had spoken previously on, on other episodes about the pre-show being half-decent matches, but this one kind of felt back a like a return to form with the pre-show being just like a crowd-warming match um it was nice to see Zack Ryder back but apart from that it didn't really hold a lot else for me um but Maz what did you think of the match
2: um I I did I liked the match a lot it was great to see Zack Ryder back and um I haven't really been following the actual Smackdown TV show so I don't really know as far as Mojo Raleigh is concerned, like where he actually is on the kind of um on the roster, so to speak. So it was nice to see them back 'cause I I did honestly feel really gutted about, you know, Zach getting injured straight yeah. after they got the uh contendership. So um yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a really decent match. Like, you know, the they seem to be back on top form. The uh the, the Colognes were it was a prick I mean, this is the whole <laughs> This is the whole like theme of the entire pay per view. It's like work the leg, and then <laughs> yeah. see what happens. And so they kind of worked Zack Ryder's leg for the extent, and then Mojo got the hot tag. Um, I will say that his spot where he kind of rolls around with the kind of stance, like the the, the kind of takedown stance, you know, the spot, like I mean? the American football sort of thing. yeah, yeah, that that bugs the hell out of me. We need to <laughs> yeah. stop doing that. <laughs> But um, but no. Apart from that, it was a good it was a good warm up um, match. You know, uh, i I'm quite intrigued to see what they do with Ryder and Mojo. Uh, a lot of people that I've been talking to think there might be a heel turn coming.
0: Yeah, I've uh, kind of seen that as well.
2: Just got back together. But yeah,
0: I think the the one well, two things that I took away from this was I think that the clones are very underrated. I think they've kind of they're by no means the best tag team in, in the division, but they put in a shift and they, they do the job. Um and oh. this and the second thing that I took away with this is that the, the Hype Rider is a fucking sick move. I think it just aesthetically it looks really good. Um especially when yeah. it's hit well. But um if I if I bring the other guys back in, like, I don't really know where either either these two teams kind of sit in the ta- smackdown tag division because obviously we've got uh the fashion police new day Ow. the usos american alpha coming back at some point so i don't know do we see kind of because they obviously want to do something with mojo so do we see the hype bros kind of getting another potential push towards the title picture ben as, as you said it's your boy zach rider what do you think
3: I mean, I'd, I'd love to see that. I don't know if we're going to see that, because like, I mean, what they put Mojo, they, Mojo won the Andre the Giant, and he's done nothing, yeah. he's literally done nothing apart from be backstage, you were saying, Maz, before you've not watched SmackDown, just been hanging around backstage, talking, and it's like, cool, and like, I, I have a lot of love for Mojo Rowley, I don't know why, I just <laughs> obviously like idiots, but yeah like i think they need to just keep that tag team together i think there's a lot of talk of them splitting up but i don't think that's doesn't seem to be the right move they they had a lot of momentum and i think the people probably will get behind them because they you know they're a lot of fun they're, they're more fun than a lot of the tag teams you need a bit of a, a bit of high high energy they're more fun than the Colon's.
4: <laughs> more than, than,
3: than, than um like the ascension like uh, i'm you know I think that they they would they would work well with people like, like New Day, like you know Brie Zango, um, even the Usos. I think they 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 would they would get hype. Like, that's the whole <laughs> point. They would get hype, and that's that's what you want from a tag team. So I don't, I, you know. There's other things you can do apart from split them up. Yeah, you can, can heal turn them. You can, you can do whatever. But yeah, I think I think it would be a it would be a bad idea to, to go down that path. But that's you know a lot of people are talking about it, so we'll see.
0: And Callan, any any views? No. Oh. Callan, you still there? No. It- Hello, can you hear me? There we go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just realised some recent Skype had muted me. Anyway, um, yeah, um, I was quite surprised, to be honest, with um, um, them diving straight back into Hype Bros, um, considering the kind of push Mojo got off the back of Mania and stuff. Yeah. Um, So, to me, that that was a bit of a surprise. Um, I guess they... You know, whatever plans they had with Mojo hasn't happened or they just obviously have moved on to further things. So it makes sense that at least they got something to do with him by putting him back with Zach. Um, but my my kind of uh, guesses were going into this that um, uh, once Zach returns injury, from injury, he'd, he'd be back as a single competitor anyway. Um so yeah, it is surprising considering how stacked the tag division is on the SmackDown side of things and they haven't done much with a lot of guys and some of the pushes, like with American Alpha, they haven't really you know, done as much as they could have with them yet, I feel. Um, it's weird to see what they could do with the high bros but then saying that, they weren't among contenders the night Zack got injured, so I think maybe they're going to try and pull the trigger on that um, and we'll see really. So yeah.
0: Like, I I kind of agree with you, Callan. Like, I think I kind of half expected to see Zach come back and kind of go on a singles run a bit. Like, not necessarily have him turn heel like people thought, but just kind of have, when they had that kind of backstage segment the other week, kind of have like a a mutual agreement of kind of I'll go my way, you go your way kind of thing. Which could, I don't know, might still happen down the line, but... It's just, I don't know. It's just, for me, the hype bros don't seem, it, it might just be because it's not my cup of tea, but there's it, just something seems to be lacking that is not connecting with me personally. Um, I think I know what it is, man. I think it's that you ain't hype.
2: <laughs> that, is prop, that is exactly <laughs> it. Um, what, I, what I will say about Mojo, though, like, since he's like turned down the kind of, hypeness so to speak like when he's just talking like a normal human being on like talking smack and stuff he seems like a real like he's someone like i would genuinely you know want to kind of support and follow you know when he's not so over the top and i think there's a lot of potential for him in the future because i think a lot of his spots get over especially when he kind of claims that you know his opponent isn't hype and all that stuff um so i think them backstage really see a lot of potential for him in the future. Mm. I
1: I feel like he's getting a bit old because now he's telling bedtime stories backstage to kids. So uh oh, is a- he? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> he's a bit less hyped than he was before. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, but I, I think that's kind of all all we can kind of say on on the pre-show to be fair like it was a it was a half decent match but nothing kind of spectacular as I say that the high rider at the end was was probably my favourite spot, but unless you've got anything else to, to add, Maz, we'll we'll get the main card.
2: Well, I will say, uh, last of all is probably this is the be- the only good finish of the paper in the main event.
0: Yeah, I, I think you've got a fair point in that one. Um, but obviously, <sighs> the the show opened with what was billed as the historic women's Money in the Bank match. Um, before we get into it I, I, I know Maz because obviously uh, we spoke about this over Twitter so I know who you picked um, but Ben and Callan who did you kind of have like predicted to win this so uh, Callan who did you have
1: oh I had um, I was thinking Becky Lynch going into this one um, I thought she could have been a pretty they could have done something more with her but then saying that my favourite to win was Carmella yeah um, obviously uh that was the outcome but I don't necessarily think that was the best
0: <laughs> no, that no. it could have um, and Ben yourself
3: yeah I thought I thought Becky Lynch I uh, thought that she's just been floundering a bit and this would have been a good opportunity for her to kind of come back and get involved a bit more uh, but yeah
0: yeah well because me, me and Maz had, as I said we spoke over to her I had Carmella but part of me wanted Natalia because I think in the whole time she's been in the wwe she's never been champion so i thought that could would have been like a, a nice sort of nod but obviously we'll discuss what the the final outcome was but for me i think that there was a, a point at the very beginning which kind of summed up this match well what happened at the ending was um i don't know if any of you guys noticed it but when charlotte uh, came out, when the camera was panning around her and she was doing her little spin, she just slapped, <laughs> slapped the camera. She
2: bumped the camera yeah. back, yeah.
0: So I think that kind of set set the tone for the rest of the match. But um, <clears throat> to be fair, the, the match itself was pretty decent. There were some quite good spots. Um, Tamina looked really strong at the beginning, which I thought was really good for her because she's kind of one of the ones that got lost in the shuffle for me a little bit. Um, the crowd seemed to be really into it. Like some of the bumps that they were taking were were pretty like wild. To be fair, like I I think I don't know because obviously it was the, the very first women's Money in the Bank match. It kind of felt like they needed to kind of go as hard as the guys, and I think they did that to an extent as well. Um, we'll get to the finish in a minute, but apart from that what did you guys think think of it were there any particular spots that you really liked um Ben if we start with you
3: nothing sticks in my mind i think that it was it it didn't seem to really gel for me i was a bit i was a bit disappointed by the like finisher uh, the finish regardless I, I was just a bit sort of it was a bit of an anticlimax i think opening the show with it was like I don't know. I just think the whole the whole thing seemed to be a bit of a oh, this is it. This is what we're doing, and then it was kind of a bit like. Mm. So I don't know. I, I, I feel a bit a bit more negative. The more negative about this particular match than the rest of the pay per view. Okay, so, um, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, it was uh, a bit a bit of a disappointment. Right, <laughs>
0: uh, Callan, yourself.
1: Um, for me, this match was um. You know, I, I think there was definitely some nice little spots. Like I really liked a bit when you saw Charlotte, you know, do a thing from the top turnbuckle and yeah. hit hitting the from to the outside, which was great. Um, uh, there was some awful shitty botch that I saw Charlotte trying to get to mean it through the ropes, look bad. I remember that point in the match. And apart from that there wasn't too many memorable big spots. Like I know they you could tell they were trying to do as much as they could in um but for me the match was uh very short um and obviously i just feel like the end- ending in particular is obviously very deflating i think um yeah. and you, if you look at the record books this will go down as the as you know the first women's money in the man uh bank match and it was won by a man yeah so um i i, I don't think that's necessarily the best spot i don't mind ellsworth this is what i mean like I think I've said before in this podcast that I, I actually find him quite entertaining and his promo is good. Um, and I, you know, give credit to WWE that he is now probably got the most heat <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: on, on the SmackDown side of the roster. Um, but I just feel like, for record book sake, this probably should have been a, a good highlight for women's wrestling. Um, uh, I, like I said, I'm I'm happy Carmella won it. I think she was probably. The, one of the favorites going in as the uh, one of the underdogs and so someone they haven't really done anything with yet so I'm glad Carmela has got the win here but um, it's it's just like um I don't know I I'd, I'd, I'd rather have a big bluff and rather than like a cheap hill win it, it probably should have had like something more climactic I think and so yeah that you can remember what the first women's money bank match would have been like but um, yeah. yeah so I think there's a massive missed opportunity there, really, um, and yeah, that's it really. I, you know, I think it was okay at best this match, sadly.
0: Right, Maz. I think because I remember you, seeing you put on Twitter that you had quite quite a few feelings about this. So go, I'm going to let you have your your say on what what your views were.
2: <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, now, first of all, I I will defend the finish to an extent. Uh, I think. The finish made sense to me because, A, it's a heel. It was a heel tactic, you know. But there should have been some sort of retribution to James Ellsworth because, like, it made... I feel like it made every other opponent in the match look weak when the camera pants them. They're like, oh, well, next time. You know, that kind of thing. Um, As far as the match, what I will say, I mean, to be fair, I'm pretty sure none of the women in this match have ever been in ladder matches, although I'm not too sure that might be completely wrong. But I think they, to an extent, thought, okay, we've we've got these competitors going into this match and they've never been in this type of match. We need to kind of do a finish in case, you know, it doesn't, you know, know, get the crowd going. Uh, This was my problem with ladder matches in general is I... I don't get lost in them really because I just see them going. All right, we've got to do this spot now. Okay, now it's this spot. Now it's this spot. There doesn't it didn't feel very. Uh, they didn't seem some it very being very fluid in any regard.
4: Mm. Uh,
2: like there were a couple
3: botches. Sorry, go on. Sorry, I was going to say I think, but that's why a ladder match can be really good though. So if you mm. if you have a ladder match where it is okay, yeah, it's this spot because at the end of the day, the best matches are. Well, not the best matches, but they are a spot and a spot and a spot. But it's fluid, and I think the problem is, is that you know it wasn't very fluid between the the spots, and the spots weren't that big. And I think that's yeah. possibly what let this match down. Like it's like, oh, it's the spot where two of us hold a ladder and mm. we hit people. It's sort of like it, it was. It was just a bit kind of generic ladder matchy. And I think that you know, yeah, as, as no, it's I agree with that,
2: definitely, I and I think you're completely right, that's maybe what kind of lost it for me, like, I remember there was a really bad Hurricane Rana spot from Carmella, and um, there, was, there was just a bit, I mean, I'm not having a go, like, because obviously, like, that is a difficult match to do with that many people in it, um, but yeah, the finish, it was funny, because when the finish happened, like, James Ellsworth Got into the ring and he started. He started looking up. The crowd went crazy at that point because, you know, they were. I don't know why they went crazy for <laughs> James Ellsworth to climb up a ladder, but they did. Um, and then they dropped the briefcase. She got it. But well, this is the other thing that really frustrated me because it wasn't like a referee decided that was it. James Ellsworth just got in the mic and said she won, and then that was it. Yeah. So, to that extent, that kind of aggravated me a little bit um but yeah I I get I understand what um Callum was saying as regards to like you know they because they did this whole promo package before the match even started about you know this is the start of a history making thing and then they kind of do this weird finish like I don't mind Carmella winning it makes sense for her to get help but in the way that it happened it just I don't know it just felt a bit Rubbish,
0: really. I think like the the thing that everyone's kind of obviously had the issue is is it was obviously that Ellsworth was the one that grabbed the briefcase, and I think even if it was a case that once he'd kind of tipped Becky off the ladder, that he'd almost kind of like helped Carmela up the ladder, that would have made it better. But and as, <laughs> that's as you, what I thought
2: he was going to do. Yeah,
0: but and as you said, Maz, I think like the thing that got me was obviously. When he dropped the the case down and Carmella caught it, which I thought was a pretty sick catch to be to be fair, yeah. um, like the bell rung instantly, and I was, like in my head I was like, but she didn't unlock un- it, so surely that makes it null and void because it has to be a woman that has done it because it's the women's match. So I don't know, maybe because I'm not sure if you guys saw, but obviously, like straight after the match, Daniel Bryan tweeted that this will be addressed on SmackDown Live, so I don't know what... There's obviously going to be repercussions and that's obviously going to be part of the storyline, but I don't know what that's going to be. But, yeah, I think it just kind of left a bit of a bitter taste in in everyone's kind of mouth, to be honest. But I I, I like, I do like Ellsworth, and I, me and Callan have kind of had this conversation before that I kind of didn't really get what his position was but the more he's on screen with Carmella the more it kind of makes sense for them two to, to be um a duo um but if if we speak hypothetically and Carmella does obviously there there aren't any repercussions come Tuesday when when would we like to see Carmela cash in and potentially against who uh so Maz if we start with you
2: um well, yeah, let's say that Daniel Bryan doesn't, he just thinks, oh, all right, fair enough then. Uh, so, I, I don't know, the the women's division on SmackDown Live, I'm, I'm not sure how long Naomi's going to keep the belt for, because I, I don't know, because I think maybe, you know, if she wins it from Naomi, I don't know how much that will help Carmella yeah. You know, I don't think that would make her any more special. I think there needs to be I I think there's a there's a way that they can get Carmella over in some sort of way without her even maybe winning it. Maybe there's some sort of uh I don't know, some sort of schmoz with her trying to, you know, cash in. Maybe she breaks up with Ellsworth, he messes up somehow, but Um, To be honest, I'm not really sure. It's a bit hazy at the moment as far as where they go. I think they have a lot of stock in Lana, which I'm not sure about. Um, uh, But apart from that, I don't know. I I really have no idea where they'd go from here.
0: Cullen, what do you think?
2: Um, I I don't really know, to be (laughs) honest.
4: Got a common theme
1: going.
2: We're not (laughs) Super Saiyans, Tim. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know like i think heading into i don't know obviously we've got summer slam coming up i don't think maybe i don't know if they'll do anything that soon maybe sooner if they do oh, i don't know this <laughs> is wwe isn't it anything, yeah anything. but um i'm just trying to think of a good time like I, th- I guess we'll see on tuesday what they plan to do with this whole weird finish yeah um I don't know. Maybe if they do end up taking the, maybe they'll take off the briefcase for her, but then what the hell? When are we, what's going to happen to that then? We yeah. have to wait for next year or, um, or are we going to have the rematch on SmackDown? I don't know. That would just be weird. It's, it defeats the whole point of the Money in the Bank match at Money in the Bank. Yeah. Um, I, I think it means that probably Carmella will
2: probably just keep hold of it, but I don't know how they're going to write that in. Um, I think fortunate. there's a lot of potential with like comedy spots of Ellsworth and the ca- like him just carrying the case around for her. I think there could be a lot of potential there for like funny bits. But literally, apart from that, I as long as, long as he ends every sentence with duh. And <laughs> yeah. be like, yeah.
0: um, before something just popped into my head. So before I get get to you, Ben, but something that I'd kind of like to see is off what you said, Maz is. Have Ellsworth kind of carrying the case, and then almost kind of accidentally cashing it in at the wrong time. So kind of like he gives goes to hand it to the ref, like just to kind of hold, and they yeah. take it as that that that's the cashing, and then Carmela freaks out, and so that could be not a cool angle, but I don't know. That's just maybe something that yeah could happen. No, I can
2: see that as well. Um,
0: but Ben, what what do you think?
3: Uh, Rock. Right. So, uh, mm. I think so. This is this is my absolute nonsense idea that they're going to put it on. They're going to put the belt on Lana for some reason, and then, <laughs> and then you're going to have uh, Battle of the Valets uh, with Carmella cashing in against Lana, and maybe winning, maybe not. But then you know, at some point, the the obvious people are back in the title picture and then you, you'll have like Becky Lynch and Charlotte having some incredible matches because it's kind of like not taking away from the other the other women on the roster but they're kind of your, your, your big two who, you, who you'd who think are going to have some sort of big main event matches at some point but you've got to have a reason for it and all that ever seems to happen at pay-per-views is let's put six of them in the ring and yeah. sort of, well that kind of defeats the point of of having them, so you know, I think I think Raw kind of have a bit of a better sort of women's division in terms of the the matches that they put on, and you know, they, they seem to have a bit a bit more to it. They're not always these massive multi woman matches, but I don't know. I think I think that that's how I'd see it because I think it would make no sense for Carmella to win it off Naomi. I don't think it makes any sense for Lana to, but at least then you've got a reason for it to happen. I don't know. Well, It's a funny one. It is a indeed. Funny one.
0: Well, if we go from one shoddy finish to, to another, um, in the, the tag match, um, obviously this was the, the new day's kind of first big outing since kind of being in Smackdown live, pay-per-view <laughs> wise. Um, I, I, up until the, the ending, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was kind of new day back to to what they do best. Um, I've said this so many times on this podcast that this reincarnation of the Usos I absolutely love. I think they're absolutely killing it. Um, there was a spot where uh, Jey Uso was just completely trash-talking Kofi in the, in the corner, which I thought was brilliant. but um, but yeah, I thought obviously again shoddy finish, but I thought the the match was pretty. Apart from the main event, this was this was my favourite match, I think. Um, but yeah, I don't, what did you guys think, Callan? We'll start with you. Um, yeah, I,
1: I I did enjoy watching this match. Um, I liked really liked the um, uh, the the offence we saw from the Usos onto Kofi early on, like working the leg, and then just absolutely. Clothes lining the hell out of him outside the ring And seeing all that stuff And I I really like seeing Kofi kind of get his stuff in as well I think they gave this match a good uh, good amount of time So he saw a lot of um, everyone um, Surprisingly, obviously I think what they're trying to pull off Is obviously make everyone look like 50-50
4: Yeah But
1: uh, we saw Big E kind of have this mass Again, his suicide dive Which always scares Uh, me out of me Yeah,
0: he's going to kill himself uh, one day
1: he is going to kill himself one day, but um, I, it looked great, um, and he did, I did it not. Did he do it twice, I think, he, maybe, I can't remember, but yeah, um, so yeah, I think from, you know, that looked great, uh, I thought the match was very physical, um, Kofi did a spot where he just jumped out the ring completely, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, whoa, and um, yeah, just, uh, so yeah, I, again, I think the biggest criticism here is the fact, again, the finish, because... Um, I know WWE trying to protect them. They're the tag champs. You've got to make them look good and also make New Day look good. And, but it just bothers me that they always do these kind of finishes and then we'll try, they'll get pushed over to the next pay-per-view and then we'll have that match. And I get I get completely understand long-term storytelling. And, you know, I completely understand that. But it's just, um, I just, once in a while, I just like them just to let someone win. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, you know, everyone's saying, oh, it's, it's protecting the champions. It makes them look stronger. But I don't think so. I think it just makes them more, it makes them more boring. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. it just happens so often now. But um, apart from that, I honestly, the quality of the match was great. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Um, And it was actually quite nice to see Kofi kind of out of all the new day kind of getting a lot of the stuff in in this one, I think. Um, he had some amazing spots. Um, I enjoyed uh, Xavier, as usual, with the distraction. It's really nice to see New Day kind of put back into this spot after having a break. I think them having a break was the best thing that they could have had um, coming off their, um, obviously, championship loss earlier this year. So, um, really, really happy that they they had the time off because they do, again, what you mentioned there, Tim, where they do feel really rejuvenated to have being back. So... Um, I'm looking forward to seeing more of New Day again it does feel fresh um, especially against a whole new roster on Smackdown mm. um, and I thought this match was good but I just don't think uh, the again the ending was just a bit shoddy really wasn't it
0: yeah I think the thing that <sighs> kind of got to me was the fact that it was straight after what had happened in the the women's match like I think if if this was the opening match and we'd had that finish it wouldn't have felt so kind of irritating but because it was like one after the other I think a lot of people thought well that's just going to be the running theme of of the pay-per-view and it kind of was to an extent yeah I
1: was was about to say that um off the back of the opening match I felt kind of bummed out yeah Um, so I I don't think this helped improve it with this finish like I think you know what? I don't tend to go into pay per views and have a sour taste if the first match isn't to my, t- uh, you know, what, what what I expected. But I, it was, I felt like this kind of happened for the most of pay per view. I think that that first match really set me up to kind of like, you know, feel a bit more bummed out about the whole show. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. You know, I think it was good. It was just um, again the
2: ending.
0: Yeah, um, Maz. What about yourself?
2: Uh, I agree with you, Tim. I think the Usos are absolutely killing it right now. I think they they look really strong. Uh, maybe not after this finish, but they are one of well, they're probably my favourite tag team on SmackDown Live yeah. anyway. Um, I don't, is this the first match that the New Day have had with the Usos? Do you know?
0: I think they had one previously, but when the Usos were obviously face.
2: So... Right okay so this is the first time they've uh, wrestled on smackdown yeah, yeah yeah okay well i guess i guess the finish makes more sense in that way because i guess they're building this feud up now because obviously they there's that there was the false finish and obviously now that's going to lead to a second match and you know go forward from there uh this was actually this was a really good match. I'd say this was definitely my second favourite, uh, especially a lot of the false finishes at the end. Uh, that scary uh, botch with Big E doing the Roman Reigns Undertaker. Oh, Can't yeah. Can't pick him up, but tried to. And I'm pretty sure the ref counted three straight after <laughs> yeah. that. I was like, that's definitely oh, a God. three. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I was like, that is definitely a three, but uh, they've... I guess they hit it okay, um, but yeah. Apart from that, there was loads of action. I'll be honest; I've not really been a big fan of New Day. Uh, one, I don't really, un- I still don't really understand their gimmick at all. I don't get it, but uh, they were really good here. Um, yeah, it was it was a great match. So I'm really excited to see what they do going forward with these two teams. Uh, I imagine they'll have another match at the next pay per view and probably. Three days or whenever <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's for SmackDown. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Great match.
0: I think the payoff, like long term, is going to be because they obviously want to do something with Brizango, So uh, there's probably going to be a triple threat with New Day, Brizango and the Usos. That's that's just my my view on things. But um, Ben, what did you think?
3: Uh, enjoyed the match thoroughly. Didn't mind the finish. Quite like, uh, uh, and I think champions should do that more often champion advantage just like yeah see you later yeah <laughs> just just walking away and it doesn't you know it doesn't actually get done that often and i think if you make that into a thing just sort of like walking away never finishing a match and then actually just you know getting absolutely spanked at a big pay-per-view could be quite a, an interesting one um but yeah just kofi Kofi Kingston being, like, the best wrestler of the night, I think, you know, apart from some of the main event guys, but, like, his moveset is stronger than a lot of the guys on the roster, um, like, the stuff he's doing, and, like, you know, he's an older dude as well, so just, just thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with Kofi, um, New Day, love them, just ridiculous. They're just having fun, Maggle. <laughs> so maybe, maybe that's not what you're just getting. You know, you're know, you missing it because you're not hype and you're not into the fun. <laughs> what I will was... uh, say, though, about them is their
2: outfits were incredible. Kofi's shoes, his dress, oh. were brilliant.
1: I was literally about same say the same thing, Maz. I was about to say, so Kofi's shoes were amazing.
2: I want them. <laughs> I said, I. For like a for like a, a a job interview, like, <laughs> I'd have like a normal suit that those trainers on.
3: <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure I've seen them on him before, but okay. yeah, it's uh, re- just just really really impressed with the new day and yeah, I think as you said, them being away has, has sort of like you know they've come back stronger. I think I think they are loving loving the work that they're doing with like the promos on SmackDown Live and I think work like with the uh with Brizango, it's the the police files, whatever they're called, fashion files, sorry, have been really funny and, you know, just playing off these guys and having a bit more freedom just to be a bit silly. Um moving away from like that raw rigidness and sort of generic WWE promo, I think they can get away with a bit more silliness. Yeah. It's great.
0: Um and do we kind of as I've obviously put my two cents in, and think that the payoff's going to be a, a triple threat with Breezango. But do we expect to see this at the next SmackDown pay-per-view? Get like part two, or do we see another tag? Like as I I think another tag team getting involved. <coughs> Maz, what do you think?
2: Uh, I reckon New Day will be the next champs after the Usos. I think they'll have maybe one more or maybe two more matches ending in some sort of gimmick match, I think. Uh, and, yeah, the ESOs are going to win. Uh, uh, not the Usos, sorry, New Day. Um, I think it's because they have a lot still invested with the New Day. I think they're obviously they're really over... Probably the most over team on SmackDown at the moment, so I think that's why um, they'll 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 be the next champs. Uh, unfortunately, after tonight's um, Brizango match, I don't know how much they still have invested in them. So I think New, uh, New Day will be champs after these. So they'll win it at some point.
0: Ben, so I see, all
2: gone.
3: sorry, I, I see I see it as like the opposite, like for the same reason. Right. They don't need. They don't need to put the belts on them. Like they're they're so over, and you know they had the they had the the uh, the raw belts for so long. You know they're the longest reigning, and that's their thing. They've got they still got that. So I think that there's there's no reason to to stick a belt on them. You know that they'll they'll still be over, and they'll still probably be bigger than a lot of the teams on the roster, but. You can stick him in. You can stick him in matches, and I don't think they need to necessarily be winning or be like you know be another have another massive championship reign. I think that it would make more sense to stick it on some other guys. Um, Brizango, please. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. But like, have you know have have the have the other teams sort of fight fight it out, and you know maybe maybe have it change hands a, couple, hands a couple of times or whatever. But you know, and so similar similar reason, but polar opposite i guess
0: um and callan what about you
1: um i would i would like breezeango to be next tag champs but i think it will be new day um i think um obviously Maz you haven't really watched much smackdown but i feel like they are they are still fully invested in breezeango um especially with the segments they've been given them um so i wouldn't be surprised if they do a triple threat at some point um if they don't just pursue new day becoming the new champs anyway um, that mm, I, obviously, I think what we'll see here is a second match um, with the Usos and New Day, and then I, I can see the New Day being the next champs. Um, but I would, mm, I would like to see more more Breezango in there. Um, I'm glad that they're getting their push at the moment, and we don't just have here's the tag champ match. There's no other tag teams on this roster. Who are you talking to? Um, uh, but yeah, like I think. Yeah, I feel like that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, that's what we're going to see going forward. Cool.
0: Um, and then we move on to the, the women's match with uh, Naomi defending against uh, Lana on her kind of official debut match. Um, Maz and Ben, you've kind of already mentioned sort of your, your views on Lana, but I I was impressed with, with what I saw. Like, there's obviously still a lot of room for improvement. Um. And I think, okay, they might be investing a little bit too much into her, like, straight away. But I I can kind of see... Like, you can see that she's got, like, the athleticism. Because there was one point when I think Naomi was, like, hanging out the top rope and Lana was on the floor. And she just stretched up and kicked her in the head. And I thought that was fucking brilliant. Um, but, yeah, apart from that, the match wasn't the greatest I think there wasn't really much of a build to, to Lana's like spine buster finisher which they kind of had built up on the on the pre-show and all the vignettes leading up to it um, and then obviously we had the and yet again another weird finish um, but yeah I don't know what, what did you guys think of this Ben if we start with you not,
3: <laughs> not got very much to say about this match just seems like a bit of a you know issue the women's championship sort of title match, and it was just a bit of a. Oh, here's Lana's debut match. And did, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't really into it. I think that they're not really doing a lot for the uh, the women's division with with this pay per view. No. Uh, yeah, but bit bit down on it. I'm afraid. I think I think there's a lot more potential, especially in the people that they've got to to have some better matches. And I just don't think they're really playing to their strengths.
0: Uh, Maz, what about you?
3: Um, I, yeah, I mean,
2: it was, yeah, it was fun. I mean, this is the thing. I think my kind of issue with Lana getting a match, uh, it was, it seems like way too much too quickly. Uh, you know, I, I understand she's been doing some match, doing some live events and stuff like that, but I mean... I, this is the thing, they're, they're so stretched out on that roster where they were like, well, all our women are in the southern match, so we need someone against Naomi. Yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, there, there's definitely room for improvement. She's, she does shout a bit too much uh, for a heel. Um, there was a, a lot of yelling going on for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely room for improvement. I, I did pop when Carmella came out right at the end. That... I think they thought, okay, this match is either going to stick really badly, or be okay. So just to keep on the safe side, let's. Because I mean, she didn't cash in, so I think that was just like to keep people interested and yeah. keep them talking, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, Naomi, she's been doing okay. Uh, Lana, we'll, we've still yet to see, really, I guess. Uh, I did. Uh, I did pop when everyone shouted for Rusev. Um, I was gutted he wasn't there. Um, I, I miss him. Yeah. I miss him a lot.
0: I think. Well, he's he is he's cleared now, isn't he? So, we've, I'm yeah. sure we'll be seeing him in the in the near future. Mike will obviously get get into it in a minute, but we might have a a couples match between R- Lana and Rusev against the Canellas. later down. Lay do down you the line. Think-
2: do you think they'll keep them still together, Rusev and Lana, or do you think they'll se- split them? I think I think they're planning to keep them completely separate. Yeah, was
1: um, what I've heard. But um, that that kind of um, I get that because obviously they're trying to push Lana as their own entity yeah. now. But yeah, um, I I don't think we'll see any of Rusev and Lana together on TV at all.
0: No, Fair, fair enough. Um, as we, as we've got you, Callum, what were your views on the on the match?
1: um it mm, i i don't think it was that good uh, i i think i think with um uh lana um you know i guess this is her official debut um i know she, the only kind of tv match she's done before this was wrestlemania pre-show last year yeah um in that six women match um didn't didn't uh, she
0: get the pin in that
1: I don't. I don't think so. Maybe she did. I can't, I can't remember. Really remember. now. <laughs> yeah. I remember them wrestling to an empty stadium. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. I mean. So yeah. Considering I know Lana has been putting a, a, a lot of effort into her wrestling training, and it's something that she had. You know, I basically took advantage of the fact that she could be a performance center wrestler for a while, and because that's what she wanted. That's why she came to WWE. Um, it's a shame because she is such a hot commodity as a manager. She's really popular. Um, I understand why they can't just like trickle her in working matches like on the on like you know the lower cards because um, she is valuable. Yeah. So I understand this makes sense to do that. but I just don't think the experience is showing right now at all. Um, she's very inexperienced. Um, there was some definite messy kind of sloppy wrestling, and I think what. Um, I can't remember. Um, yeah, like, just uh, as, as a whole, like, it was just, fa- I think it was fairly messy. Do like, uh, I think the best looking move she had was, like, the suplex. And I know that's pretty simple, but uh, it <laughs> yeah. looked good. Um, I, she did a lot of kicking. That was all right. Um, I think Naomi did her absolute best to try and make um, Lana look good here but it was i think it was just hard um, especially when she's working here and she's meant to be more dominant but it just maybe so physique as well she's looked like a very small girl yeah um, but uh again there was a lot of screaming i didn't like um and uh, obviously we haven't really touched on it yet but obviously we had a, a carmella tease um for the cash in which didn't happen um i was thinking if they did do that uh, let, imagine if Carmella Cash in. I think they would have shat all over that briefcase on the first day. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm glad that didn't happen. I, it's just a nice reminder, I guess, of like, oh, it could be any time, any place. When yeah. it happen. but um, uh, yeah, not much to really say about this. I didn't really like. I didn't like it that much. I think Lana's. I think it's too much too soon. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'm, we'll see. You know, I don't know what I don't know what they're going to do with her from here. Considering she took the loss in the debut, yeah. uh, I didn't expect her to win the match because it's obviously a championship match and stuff. And but yeah, um, yeah, <laughs>
0: that's it, really. <laughs> no, but I think the the whole kind of tease with Carmella was, in a way, a little bit of a saving grace going back to the the actual uh, ladder match because, as you mentioned, Kalin it's kind of bringing back to that, oh, it could be anywhere sort of thing. And I think that, because there, there was a bit of a pop for it when she came out, because everyone was like, oh, shit, she's doing it now sort of thing. So I think that was a little bit of saving grace for what, obviously, the bitter taste that the the end of that match actually left. Um, as, as I mentioned, I was impressed with certain bits with, with Lana. Obviously, there's a lot of room for... for for improvement i think maz you kind of touched on it i think if she was working with someone like uh becky lynch or charlotte it might have been a, a better showing for her because um she was just a bit out of her depth a little bit um but yeah i think that's kind of all we've we've got to say on this um we'll briefly touch upon the the two promo segments um, obviously, the fashion—well, fo- fashion vice. This this one was called. So they're clearly going through the the ages of detective shows. Um, probably wasn't the best sort of Breezango promo, but the bit that I really loved, which I I thought was a, was a nice little touch. I'm not sure if you guys noticed it, um, but was on um, Fandango's phone. It said "Property of Paul E," which I thought was. An absolutely brilliant touch, um, but yeah, well, like, I'm really enjoying the fashion files. So, th- for me, that like, it was cool that they'd kind of given them a match, but obviously we'll get onto that match later. But I think they sh- could have just done a segment and then left it at that. But I, I don't know, like, d- did we see value in this promo? Um, as you've just rejoined us, Ben, we'll go with you. <laughs>
3: started i don't know how long it's been going on for but we've started having sort of like weekly show segments in them. you know where people come out and do like an interview in the ring or you've got like jericho or the miz having a chat and it's kind of like i don't see that as what should be happening on a pay-per-view i really like fashion files you know tyler breeze is my boy um I think it would it would have worked a lot better if it hadn't have been the people on the video that it was, or if it was like a build, you know, they had like these mystery figures and it would be like, well, that's actually a really, really good way of either bringing someone back properly or introducing someone new. So it seemed to me like a bit, a total wasted spot Yeah. for what it was. Um, it was, you know, it was light relief. I mean, it was p- probably one of the, the best parts of the whole pay-per-view in terms of entertainment purposes and it's kind of like yeah the following two bits of of this pay-per-view this and the introduction of the uh i, can't, I don't know how to say their surname Kinellis's or something yeah just just seemed very very much like a, what you know why are you wasting time on a pay-per-view like ugh, the running time of that pay-per-view was like two hours 40 minutes or something mm. um you know and probably, if you added up all of the I mean, the main event was about half an hour and the rest of the matches probably lasted about an hour top, so you've got an hour and a half worth of wrestling it just it, I, you know, I know I just think that it was a, a bit of a waste of time, but you know, if you're going to fill it, you might as well fill it with quality
1: material like <laughs> <Yeah. that. laughs> uh, Cullen, what did you think? Uh, again, I, I love every kind of segment they've been doing with the fashion vials uh, i love um i love i think i think the whole excuse for them now is just to look for all the easter eggs in the back yeah so i love doing that it's hilarious like uh, seeing like a photo of like michael ps hayes and underneath it just says repeat offender <laughs> uh and uh obviously it was more of an 80s theme one this week um was it like arn anderson i saw back there can't remember who else but um, uh, yeah, I love. I, I'm loving every segment that they're doing with with fashion files. I know. Um, I know the argument is: does this belong on, the, on a pay per view rather than on SmackDown? And uh, I get that completely. Um, uh, I, I guess it depends completely on this segment because I remember obviously like earlier this year we had like those complete um, impromptu matches with Big Show, Rusev, and pff, oh, I can't remember what happened now. But like that, you know doing like those kind of tv style segments on pay-per-view can put a downer on the whole show um i think in this circumstance because it was so last minute and throw it together um it does i think it works out do you know what i mean yeah, um yeah. i really enjoyed i really enjoyed fashion files again um and i yeah i i it's, sadly i don't think the match they had which we'll get into in a minute was like necessarily amazing but um Obviously, uh, yeah. I think it was a good little setup. I'd, I didn't really hate this as much as I thought I would be, considering it's like a TV segment on a pay-per-view.
0: Yeah. Um, Maz, what about you?
2: Um, well, I think I agree with everyone here that, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the Fashion Files. I think they're doing really good with them. Um, you know, I'm just so glad um, Tyler Breeze has got something to do. And also Fandango, I like him. But, yeah. Um, I thought the segment was good. It's just, this is, I think this is the problem with a having split brands and b having such frequent pay-per-views where they got to spread everything out and overexpose everyone uh, where you've got, right. We've got to fill a match. I mean, I don't even know how long the match went for, but it didn't even seem necessary to even have that match on the pay-per-view. They could have just added another five or 10 minutes to something else. So I think it was about a three-minute match. Well, yeah, exactly. So in my in my head, it kind of takes away a bit from uh, Brizango rather than actually enhancing them in some sort of way. I mean, if they'd you know um, if they planned this like maybe a week in advance, so we knew that this match was coming, or they did this on a SmackDown, then yeah, sure. I mean, but then they got other people. They got like Luke Harper. They got. Ty Dillinger,
3: they weren't on this pay-per-view, you know, there's other people yeah. that were on it, if so you, If you th- if you think back to the last SmackDown pay-per-view where you had like um, Harper and Rowan come out like quite late on in the pay-per-view, like mm. this the, you know, the, you know, at the end of the day they're chucking what would be, you know, a pre-show match in, in, in another world, but chucking a match like this before the main event it's kind of like is it a piss break you know is, is that why they're doing it is it tactical yeah but, but also is re, i mean it's really good for the guys in the match because they're getting a they're getting a run out before the main event on a pay-per-view so i mean you know brilliant but also is it is it just actually quite misguided is it is it not actually helping these people to to put them in that position i just unfortunately think it hurts both teams in these situations where
2: they're not really given any time or any reason to be out there and i think both teams kind of deserve better especially when people because obviously i've not been watching smackdown i see some of the segments and everyone's saying like oh yeah you know they're pushing Brizango," and then i see something like this and i'm like are they though because this doesn't seem like
3: the best way to use them, yeah. So, um, I, I think if you compare it against the match they had against uh, the, like, the title match against the Usos, oh, you know, that was they, amazing! W- it was great because you had like you had you know a lot of ridiculous Tyler Breeze dress up spots, but then you also had like some some really good bits and pieces going on. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean, it, it, but, but that's like it's the same argument for like the, the Harper Rowan match, it was like that was a real stinker. In the last pay-per-view, and is it is it actually hurting the hurting the talent more than making you know? Because you can you can kind of see why they're doing it. It's like, hey guys, good news! You're gonna you're gonna be after the after what would be a normally a main event because it's the uh, the, the the world title match and uh, before the Money in the Bank match. It's sort of like uh, okay, so it might become like a bit of a kiss of death. Really, you might see that at future pay-per-views. Yeah.
0: Well, if we briefly touch upon the um, the other kind of promo segment, which was obviously the introduction of uh, Maria and uh, Mike Kanellis. Um, I was really hyped to see these guys because obviously people have been teasing that they they would part of WWE now for a while. Um, obviously, it's a kind of re- return for Maria after stuff happened in the past. Um, but... This was a bit odd and I thought it kind of was more focused on Maria Kanellis than it was Mike. Obviously, I'm not sure how much TNA you guys watch these days, but I do dip in and out every so often. And obviously in TNA, like Mike Bennett was kind of the, the bigger kind of attraction. So it was, it was interesting to see that dynamic kind of almost flipped on his head here. But... Are we excited for, for these guys to, to now be on Smackdown? Um, Maz, I know you you pointed out what G, JBL said to me, so if we start with you, Maz.
2: Uh, hold on, I've got something uh, linked up here. Oh, here we go. <laughs> 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 this is the best song ever made. So...
1: <laughs> Um, yeah, is this yeah. going to be number one in your top 50 entrance music?
2: Well, you know what? So, <laughs> I might have to change it a bit. This has come out. Um, this is definitely their glorious, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Um, okay, so one, having them being introduced here was kind of a bit weird. Um, but two, I am so happy to see uh, Mike Bennett in WWE. Um I've been kind of following him since he was in Ring of Honor. So, um, you know, when he was like in the kingdom with Adam Cole and stuff and then he left and then he went to TNA with, well, he was with Maria with in all those uh, uh, companies. So to see him in WWE, I'm really happy for him. Uh, saying that, I mean, obviously no one's going to know. I don't think many people know who he is. Uh, some people, I think, kind of know who Maria Kanellis is. I wasn't really watching WWE when she was there. Um, but, yeah, it was, yeah. I, I, the, I guess the gimmick is they're really in love. Yeah. And that annoys everyone. Uh, that just shows you a lot about humanity, really. So <laughs> yeah. someone, in, someone who's in love is a heel. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was, BOOS! Yeah. <laughs> they're happy. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, um I'm I'm honestly really excited to see what they do with them. Um having it on a pay per view for for them to come out and I don't know, it's it's again it's going back to what we were saying about having these pay per views being stretched out. I mean there's two segments on a pay per view. Um but yeah, so anyway, regardless of that I'm really excited to uh, see what they do with them.
0: Yeah. Ben, <laughs> what about you?
3: no idea who
2: they are, I thought it was <laughs> Kurt, Kurt
3: Hawkins but <laughs> like, it, it looks just like Kurt Hawkins, like I, I was just like, okay cool and then that music hit and I was like, I don't care this is amazing, <laughs> so yeah, like they're, they're essentially doing the Miz and Maurice but the Miz and Maurice are on Raw now so yeah. they, you know, they've got this couple who can come out and be like, ooh, kissy kissy uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, i, I you know time will tell but yeah no idea no like you know I, I completely pass me by and yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see
0: no that's fair enough but, but, I, but
3: happy to hear happy to hear that music loads yeah
0: I, just, I, I think that was kind of how I viewed it is that they're kind of going to fill that Ms. and Maurice void now that they've kind of gone over to Raw but Callan are you, are you happy to see them or do you, do you not know much about them
1: I have again no idea who these people are. Um, I was probably just as baffled as Ben. I was like, "What? What? Who? What is this?" The music was great. That's all I can really say. And I know Maria was around when I wasn't watching wrestling. Yeah. I I must have completely missed the boat with Mike. I I, I understand he's worked with other promotions, but never seen him go. So I um, I don't know how well he performs and stuff. But um, I'm hoping this gimmick doesn't kind of tarnish that in any way but I, I think it's um, I'm really intrigued to see where this goes and I think I think it's it's, it's going to be an easy gimmick to hate I think and yeah. I think that's, that's going to be fun to watch so I'm interested to see where this goes but apart from that I honestly have no idea <laughs> what to expect really
0: that's fair enough And Can we take a moment for the modern day Maharaja, Jinder Mahal oh. against Randy Orton? Um, me and Callan obviously spoke about this uh, at Backlash when obviously Jinder won the won the title. I'm loving the Jinder push. I think okay, he's still got his limitations, but everything he el- else he does is just spot on. Um, his entrance now looks incredible when he comes out with his kind of like red carpet thing. Um, but in terms of the match, I've really enjoyed this a lot more than his actual title win match. I think he did a lot more kind of heelish moves. Like, I know we've touched upon this before, but the common theme throughout matches was attacking the knee, which Jinder did with, with Randy. Um, obviously, the the nods to to the legends that were sat in the front row um, and yeah I, I there was one point where jinder did completely no sell the rko but apart from that i think he he did himself justice as being the champ this time round compared to the match where he actually won it um but callan obviously where we spoke about this last time so what did you prefer this this match than, than last time yeah
1: um definitely I, I think this one was a way stronger and a better showcase for ginger and i think maybe that's because since he's become champ he's just really skyrocketed in terms of confidence in the ring i think um uh, but yeah uh i completely agree with you his entrance is i think one of the best they've got now um in the company um he looks so good with that title um but um, I think maybe, you know, with all the Legends ringside, I think maybe it's a tip of the hat to kind of like who did, what this, this kind of match is. Um, obviously, we see a lot of, um, you know, uh, people argue that this match is built on xenophobia and like stuff like that. And um, I think maybe um, this is obviously the booking of the way this has been booked is kind of tailored to what we saw in the 80s in wrestling and stuff where that really was apparent. And obviously, I know Vince loves playing that card a lot here and there. Um, So I'm thinking maybe them having the oldies at the ringside was more like um, people who watch wrestling of that era could understand this style of wrestling and stuff. It's like, like, again, like, like we mentioned, Jinder's kind of wrestling style is very basic. And if you go back like 30 years, wrestling was very that. And Jinder kind of does that wrestling style well as a heel. You know, very 101 heel. But, you know, it's not... I think he does that really well. I think he's come on so bar in such a short amount of time mm. um and I think maybe they're just trying to home that in about what kind of match you'll expect from Jinder yeah um so but I think this is you know I thought this was great I think um I, I definitely prefer this over the um the initial title win um again um you know we saw uh Jinder um take you know throwing Orton to steps early on we saw that great kind of little um Backdrop onto the the uh, onto the barrier, which <laughs> a, a, maybe a slight botch where Jinder fell onto the legends themselves. <laughs> yeah. um, again, we saw Randy throwing the Singh brothers over the desk again. I think maybe trying to recreate that whole spot from the from Backlash, but not botched. Um, and then uh, I guess that I guess we saw a similar ending. Really, yeah. that's exactly how the uh, Backlash match ended. So. Uh, I'm not sure what they'll do um going forward because you know looking at um you know this is around his rematch isn't it I guess and he's he's screwed that up I don't, I don't think we'll see it, um but I'm really glad that they, they are keeping going with Jinder mm. um I, I'm literally loving every minute of it at the moment But um, yeah it'll be interesting to see where they go forward from here um uh but yeah it's it's quite you know i i think this was a better encounter anyway yeah
0: uh, ben what about you
3: really enjoyed it like i think the main thing was the crowd was so hot for it like mm. from from the start from the 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 jinder coming out like obviously just pure heel heat incredible and like they would, as soon as randy came out they were just going mental and i would, that was like it made me sit up and go this is this is great this is what you want and it's like you know they 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 are two of your big guys and they put on you know it wasn't like it, it wasn't like watching Kenny Omega and Okada but it was it was a solid WWE match and it was like that, that's kind of what WWE is built on is that kind of stuff so it it was it was a it was a decent match in terms of what you kind of expect from from WWE I guess um, so yeah re- really enjoyed it loving Jinder you know never really cared for Randy Orton but you know he he looks good against someone like Jinder who is just like that as you say basic move set and when you put Randy Orton against someone like AJ Styles or something like that you're just kind of like oh he's running rings around him but th- this th- these kind of matchups make these people look good and that's kind of what you want to be doing with them it's like you can imagine seeing her in the mix with this like again you know, just big guys going at it and sort of the size of them and like the physicality of them is, is something different to, to like your Cruiserweights or, you, or, or, you, you know, Sami Zanes and you, the, no, no flips, just, just big guys beating the crap yeah. out of each other. I'm, I'm into, I'm into it. It's a different, it's a different style and, you know, and it's not what modern wrestling, I guess, you know, what, what most sort of people are looking for, but it it is uh, as you said, you know, it's harking back to the to the times of of all those old guys, and that's why you potentially had them all rolled out right at the beginning. Yeah, I dug it. I dug it. Mas? Uh I'm going to have to agree with uh, disagree with
2: all of you. I really <laughs> did not like this match. <laughs> uh Okay. So. So I watched the Backlash match and then I watched this and I couldn't really tell the difference between either of those matches. I thought they did pretty much the same spots. Uh, This was the third messed up finish in this uh, pay-per-view. Did the same thing, worked the leg. Singh Brothers got involved. They get kicked out. Then Jinder gets the win out of nowhere. Um, I just... Listen, I like I like Jinder a lot. I think they he has potential. I just don't think Randy works with people like him very well. I think Randy works better with uh, smaller guys, people that can kind of jump around a bit more. Like he works really well with Seth Rollins, AJ. Bigger guys, I don't think he works very well with them. I think it's too kind of you know slow pacing and. You know, uh, and that's not just me going, oh, I want flips and stuff like that. I just don't think there was much there. I I don't think he's very good with people like Cena, Wyatt, you know, and Jinder, unfortunately. Um, So, yeah, I just didn't, I don't know. I I, I don't know how many times these guys can have a match without there being some sort of, because I know, obviously, he's a heel, so he needs the Singh brothers to help him out, but we've already seen that once before. And we've done it again. But with this case, it was Randy's dad who was out there. And, and yeah, I just yeah, I just didn't like it. I think the crowd were really hot, obviously, because it was Randy's hometown. But I think apart from that, like, if someone said to me, would you buy a ticket to see Jinder Mahal face Randy Orton, I, I, I probably wouldn't, to be honest. I <laughs> yeah. think it was everything around it, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I think yeah i just didn't i just didn't like it at all especially the finish
0: that's no well that's fair enough i like, i i agree with you in the fact that it did like the match itself felt quite slow um as i said i think it's just because i'm loving Jinder at the moment that that's the reason yeah. I, I liked the outcome um i think is it
2: i just felt like they just repeated a lot of the same spots from backlash like they didn't have anything else they could go to yeah do you know i mean I wasn't very creative in that regard, so that well, was
0: my only problem with it. No, well, because th- obviously the ending was pretty much the same, even with the the spot with the with the Singh brothers, which I think we've now found are two people who can take the most ridiculous bumps in WWE that they but literally yeah. just bounce around, which is absolutely nuts. But um, I really hope this doesn't happen. But I saw somebody put on Twitter afterwards. That it might have been a joke because I didn't watch um, Talking Smack afterwards, but somebody mentioned that there'll be uh, a rubber match and it would be the return of the Punjabi Prison, which I I really hope does not
2: happen. But I don't think that will happen. No.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed. But um, apart from if that aside. Um, who do we kind of think the next challenger for, for Jinder is going to be? The obvious is returning on on Independence Day of all days, Mr. America himself, John Cena. Um, so that's kind of who I think is going to be the next challenger. But do, do we see it? Because obviously you've got the six guys that were in the main event. So one of them's obviously kind of got guaranteed title shot others will be vying for a title shot. So who do we kind of see in the mix with Jinder next? Uh, Callan, if we go with you.
1: Um, it's a very good question. Um, you're probably right with John Cena. Um, I don't know. I, I know obviously Cena's now... A, they, they put him out as a free agent, John Cena, haven't they now? Yeah. So I don't know if they're now going to just initiate something with him on Raw. Yeah. Um, so I don't know about that completely. Um, maybe AJ, since I, if you break, oh, obviously we'll get into this in a bit. But like, if you break down the outcomes of that match, of the um, men's ladder match, sorry, um, you, I think there's, I think I reckon going forward we'll see um, Nakamura Owens, um, and then maybe I don't know, Sammy. Maybe you can see Sammy up there, because he hasn't had that push, has he, yet, really. Yeah. Um, I, he's a good. He's super baby face um, as well, so you could get a lot of heat on um, on Jinder if you did that. I'm not sure, really. Yeah, something to think about. <laughs> Probably John Cena. Probably food, John Cena.
0: Food for thought. Uh, ben? Yeah. Well,
3: was uh, thinking about, it, it's like, who would you put in SummerSlam and it's got to be Cena yeah unless Cena's going to go go on to Raw but then that kind of doesn't really fit with what you think is happening in the Raw roster so you know it might be some sort of triple threat I could definitely see I mean the, the, the teasing feuds in the um, in the ladder match but then it's kind of like there's certain feuds that have already been there so Owens Nakamura maybe triple threat that would be pretty sick
0: that would be pretty cool
3: but yeah it's, it's, it's got to be Senior. you know it might be a complete swerve but it's, where, who are you going to put Senior against if he comes back he's got you know he's going to be the champ so <laughs> yeah um Mas- <laughs> he's, he's not he's not going to fight sorry go on
0: no sorry go, go, go on go on Ben you finished your point
3: I was just I was just going to say he's not going to come back and fight AJ he's not going to come back and fight um Owens for the U.S. title, you know it, it. It it makes the most sense to have him come back and get involved in the title picture, even if it's just like you know, his big match. John, and we're going to have him at SummerSlam, and then it's going to go away for another few months.
0: Yeah. So. Maz, any different different views?
2: Um, I mean, let's be honest. It's I mean, it's probably going to be Cena. I mean, the thing is, it's like, who else do you put? Because I feel like. Jinder still needs a rub from someone. You know, I think, yeah, working with Randy helps, but I don't think that's putting Jinder any more over. I think if with, with kind of Vince's booking, he, I think he loves the kind of all-American being the, the foreign, you know, heel, and I think that's probably what's going to happen. But what kind of made me laugh a little bit was when you guys were thinking of who to put him against, and they're all people who are in that Money in the Bank match, doesn't it just make the whole match redundant because it's like, well, they'll get a title shot at some point anyway. <laughs> yeah. so, Cause there's not enough people. It's like, all right, AJ, you've got the next shot. So what's the point of winning the case then? You know,
3: because um, you can passion at any time. Ah, oh, yeah. No, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> just, you can just jump in there right at the end of the match. Remember mania, remember Rollins. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, I, I
2: it'll probably be Cena. I just can't see who else. You know, I mean, Sami Zayn. I mean, yeah, I, just, I can't. I just can't see that. It's got to be Cena for me.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I was going to add a point to that, but I can't remember what it was. So
2: <laughs>
0: there we go. We'll we'll go on to. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's late. I'm hot um (laughs) we'll move on to the the next match if we can call it a match um
2: the semi-main event yeah the
0: the big the big reveal of the case for for the fashion police against the ascension um i i've got a soft spot for the ascension but it's just this was just a nothing match i've literally i'm looking at my my notepad, and I literally have nothing written for this match, so I'll, I'll pass it to you guys because I have nothing to, to add to it, so Maz, any, any words on it?
2: Um, I just uh, longed for the days when the Ascension were over on NXT, yeah. and everyone used to chant yeah at them, and they were over, um, Connor looks like a bear he's so big now like i don't know what happened but he's been eating a lot um, <laughs> i don't know their, their whole i don't know man like their whole gimmick just seems so weird like it started with uh, this kind of like i don't know sort of an ode to like egyptian gods or whatever but now they're kind of just like yeah just making them look creepy now
4: yeah again
2: it's uh, i think we were talking the same thing about bray white it's like just yeah just put of makeup on them and it will scary um the problem with this whole match was it's like it's they literally booked out of nowhere so why should anyone be invested in it and because it was so quick i didn't really particularly care no they, they did some of the spots that we were talking about like ben was saying that they did in backlash yeah i mean that would get uh, Breezango moreover because that's kind of their whole thing and it'll get the crowd more susceptible to their comedy style but it was just yeah, I just don't it seems such a redundant match uh,
0: Callan anything to add?
2: Um, it,
1: yeah it, nothing special my one criticism is uh, the reveal of the mystery tag team I think everyone knew who it was yeah. at, at this point but um they just come out to the ring and then essentially his music hits. Do you know what I mean? I thought there might have been a little bit of mic time being like, well, who is it? Who's it going to be? Come on out. And do And then they come out. So I think from a production standpoint, I was a bit annoyed about that. That was about it. Because they just came out like it was an exhibition match. Do you know what yeah. Mean? Um, and it was. But um, yeah, no, nah, nothing really to say here. Um, the match <laughs> was over in like literally two minutes. And uh you know, I, I think literally, sadly, this match was strictly for the piss break before the main event. So yeah,
3: that was it, really.
0: Ben, any final words?
3: Uh, do I get to do my fart noise now? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just just imagine a, a like a fart sound effect.
0: There we go. I think that's a perfect yeah. way to to end on that match. Um, well, and- I think
1: I think Maz has got a, a whole. Um, Catalog of sound effects. Considering you played music earlier. Yeah,
2: hold on, let me have a look. The live <laughs> catalog of sound effects. No, I don't
4: I
3: no, no. <laughs> I just have to Imagine what that sounds like. Cool. We get a soundboard ready for next time. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely.
0: Um, we'll move on to to the main event. Um, which I think was kind of easily the the match of the night. Um.
2: Oh, before you get on to it, what did you think about the? The title not being
0: the main event. I thought it made sense, to be honest. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I just think I don't get why so many people were up in arms about it. Because if you think of the people that are in the in the Money in the Bank match, like no disrespect to Randy Orton or Jinder Mahal, Hall, but they're your big money guys. So why not make them headline? It just it just made sense to me. But yeah. yeah. It bothered,
1: it bothered me last year when, was it? It might have been last year or the year before where they just had the Money in the Bank match first. Um, and obviously that was teasing the cash in later on that night. It was a bit predictable. But like if you're labelling a pay-per-view um, with a gimmick match, I feel like, yeah, it should really headline. Do you know what I mean? If, if the build's right, and yeah. Um, I, apart from like those kind of obvious gimmick matches, I, I'd like the championship really to main event every other show. But um you know, um yeah. It's it I think it makes sense in this scenario, definitely considering the guys in it and kind of like the outcome. Um, they weren't gonna do a cash in on the same outlet last year, so I guess they make
3: sense for it to go on last really. Didn't they have a pay per view where they had like the, the championship match like first? Wasn't it like around the election Oh, something? Was that no mercy that wasn't no mercy. That was, oh, one, wasn't one, it the triple threat? Uh, Dean, AJ,
2: and
1: Cena.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I right. Think uh, they did that because of yeah, the the, the election debates. Was yeah. yeah, that's
1: it. Was well, that backlash last year? I think it was may- I, maybe.
2: There's so many painful guys. I know. I have no idea what the next one is.
1: So. <laughs> so I don't know if it's just I don't know if it's just me, Maz, but you sound like you're talking into a shoe. <laughs> what? You're, you're, your mic's super muffled.
2: Is it? How about this? Oh, there you go. That's uh, that's better. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying how I don't even know what the names of most of the views are anymore
3: when they were. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay,
2: okay. I, yeah. So
3: right. What they've done what they've done is they've created ridiculous name pay per views just so you'll remember them. Ah. Like smart. great balls of fire. <laughs> That's why they've done it.
0: Yeah. But... Great. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll get we'll get into the main event. Um there's There was quite a lot of spots in this, so we'll, we'll try and pick out our favourites and whatnot, but obviously before the match even started, best thing that is probably part of SmackDown at the moment, Kevin Owens not walking on his face. The fact that he even went ducked under the ladder to have to go round his face on the walkway was just pure genius. Um, but we obviously saw... Uh, Big banter Barry, take out Nakamura at the beginning. Um, and I think, like, obviously, throughout, obviously, Corbin ended up winning, but he he looked thoroughly strong throughout the whole match, in my opinion. And I think they've built him so well. Like, I thought they were going to pull the trigger with him at Elimination Chamber, but obviously they've kind of kept, kept it back, and now they've kind of given him his, his chance time to shine and now the fact that he's got the case i think is going to work brilliantly because he's he is the big guy and he can be intimidating and be sort of like i can use this on you whenever i want i I don't think he'll use it he'll cash in on gender he'll bit he'll have to be whoever the next face champ is um but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it um I'll let you guys kind of talk about the specific spots and stuff that you want to talk about. But the one thing that I took away from this is last time that uh, Kevin Owens was in a ladder match, he was the one that was taking all the ridiculous bumps. And again, he's he's done it again. And that man is just his body is unreal. Like for his size and to take the bumps he does, is just incredible. So hats off to Kevin Owens. Um, but yeah. I don't know who if if who wants to speak about specific spots. Um so if we go with Maz first and then, then we, we can fight out amongst um, each other.
2: Yeah. Um basically when uh when Nakamura came out, um, I was like, Why is why is Baron Corbin getting the last entrance? That seems really weird. But then obviously he had obviously attacked him, so I was, that was quite intriguing that they took him out so, so early um so, I was a bit confused. Well, not confused, I was intrigued by it. Um, yeah, Kevin Owens is just. He's, ugh, like, why is he taking those bumps? He doesn't need to. It's so dangerous. Uh, but it was really exciting, some of those bumps he took. Uh, definitely the MVP of this whole pay per view. I loved his wrist tape, by the way. That was brilliant.
4: What? The, uh, what, the
2: different, different coloured ones? Yeah, the, the, the yeah. kind of the patriotic wrist tape he was wearing. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, it again. I was saying that I'm not a big fan of ladder matches. This this ladder match was really exciting for me. Uh, I, I thought there was a good story at the end as well. Uh, that the scariest bump for me, I think, was the Sami Zayn flip over powerbomb, yeah. Spot, I just like how scary must that be? Like flipping over, you got to catch them with your arms to drop them, like on that height as well i that kind of made me it got a good uh pop though which was great um and trying to think oh uh aj hanging off the uh the briefcase that That was was really fun i like that a lot um yeah there was there was a lot of great spots in it um i think the end really i i wasn't I was at this point. I didn't know what they were going to do in Nakamura. I was like, "Are they going to keep him out to keep him strong, or is he not comfortable in the match? Is that why they took him out?" But when he came out at the end, um, it. I just thought they 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 put this ladder match really well. Like there was a really great story going through it continuously. Everyone got really good spots in it. Everyone looked really strong in it. Um, the the kind of the, the stare down between Nakamura and AJ, where they politely put the ladder to the side <laughs> yeah. and they go for it, was, I that if that match doesn't happen at WrestleMania, that will be the biggest money loss that they've ever done because that is going to be the match that they are, that's going to be a highlight for me, for sure. Yeah. But in regards to the actual match, uh, the right person won, I thought, uh, everyone looked really strong. Great spots. Great way to end the night. Like I was saying with all the other pay-per-views, it's always like the the card is fine, but the um, the the headlining match always kind of delivers.
0: Yeah. Um, Callan, what did you think?
2: I I I really enjoyed this.
1: I think it was. Um, if looking back on my. Favorite Money in the Bank matches. I think this is well and truly up there. Just through the storytelling alone of the whole match, I think this was just bloody great. Really, really good. Um, so again, this was so spot heavy. There was so much going on. Um, you know, we. I, I loved again what Matt's just kind of leaned on. You know, and you know, seeing like AJ drop from the uh, from the, the briefcase. That looked great. Um, I, Again, Kevin Owens being an absolute show sealer. Not only did he take that, you know, that bump into the ladder first and foremost, he got he landed on the apron and then fell through the ladder ringside as well. And he sells that stuff perfectly as yeah. well. He's so good. Like I don't know where he gets it from. I remember when we watched the Rumble when he fell into that stack of chairs, and I was like, no. When you remember when he was doing that pyramid chair? Yeah, pyramid? yeah. And I was like, no way is he going through that. And he did. And the same again with his paper. I was like, he's not going to take another bump through that. And he did. He just kept going. And I was like, how is he still walking? (laughs) It's mental. I don't know. Um, I loved uh, AJ Styles taking that, um, using the uh, phenomenal forearms of Sammy Zane on on the ladder. That looked great. Um, uh, For which, the camera work on that
0: was perfect. Because obviously you didn't see him in shot until he hit Sammy, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah.
1: Yeah, great! A uh, great production from that. Uh, that looked amazing. Um, uh, I love the you know story element of um, Nakamura kind of returning to the match halfway through, um, which was great. Was, he received a huge pop. You can see every everyone in this in the arena was well into this match, tr- well and truly, and um, that was great. And uh, it was just as Corbin was about to win. Uh, And then we saw obviously the AJ kind of Nakamorites and the crowd just exploded once they were finally met in the ring, fighting each other. And I think, uh, you know, Maz is right. This needs to be a a WrestleMania match. And if they don't, God knows. I know the only issue holding that back is they're both faces. So um, that's going to be tough. But I guess by next year, we'll see what's happening. I don't think they necessarily need to be here. They're just so over both these guys. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah. they could go and people are just going to lap it up so much. But um, it was the storytelling in itself where they just, you know, this, this, their eyes meet, they move the lad to the side and they hammer the hell out of each other. I thought that was it was great, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: I think Corbyn is the right guy to win this. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know how how other people love that or the casuals, if they actually are a fan of that result. Um. But I think, I think Baron, um, he's been pretty consistent since he's debuted on the main roster. Um, I think, I think he's, I think he's really good. And I feel like he hasn't quite reached that. Get, well, he hasn't quite got that push that he has. You know, been gunning for really. I think, yeah, he could have had a chance. I think he would have been a good IC champ if they did go with that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I guess they had further plans with that. In retrospect, with moving it to Raw. But yeah, I mean. Uh, I think this is a good spot for him and I think he's if he continues to be that guy who just keeps destroying everyone backstage and um, uh, you know, does what he wants, I think he you have a really interesting dynamic in the cash in. So um yeah, that'd be I think that'll be good. But um I, w- I really wanted Sami Zayn to win this though. I think um I think he since he's been up on as part of the main show, which is now coming up to a good like two, three years, he hasn't really achieved a lot except he's really over popular yeah, um, yeah. If, if you if you compare his career path to, I guess to his rival which is Kevin Owens obviously Owens is is well and truly up there and I think a big win like this would have been something that could really cement a future Sami Zayn Kevin Owens like many match years down the line or yeah. whatever you know um, but yes yeah, it's, it's a bit I th- you know It's I don't I don't think Sami Zayn's got anything going beyond this sadly but um uh, it, I think you know, Corbin again does make sense. You know, I think this this whole match was great. Everything was done correctly, and Corbin winning is is the sensible outcome. So yeah, I think this is great. I thought this was one of my favorite money money in the bag matches I've seen in years. Anyway, so yeah.
0: I, I was kind of the same as you, Callan. Like I I wanted Sammy to win sort of going into it, and I thought that he was kind of going to, but. I think, yeah, Cor- Corbin coming out on top does does make sense. And as I said earlier, I think him kind of being this dominant sort of guy backstage or just like teasing whoever the champ is, like saying, I can use this on you whenever, will, it will just work perfectly. Um, but Ben, what what were your views on the match?
3: In agreement, it was amazing. I think that like, if, <laughs> I think corbin taking out nakamura during his e- his entrance was a genius touch because everyone's like oh all about that Na- Nax <laughs> yeah. the flashy lights so for just come out and go nope uh well i like that nickname nax <laughs> <laughs> um it's, not, it's yeah. not as good as big banner big yeah. banner <laughs> my boy nax big banter. <laughs> um yes yeah, so that was that was class um Kudos to uh, to Ziggler as well for uh, for p- just putting on a good show. I know he's pretty solid in a ladder match, but sometimes he gets it. I don't know if you've seen him at like a main year. It's just like oh, Ziggler's in another ladder match. It was it didn't seem to be that kind of annoying uh, Ziggler kind of performance. It was I think it was probably because he was just in a in a solid match with a, a, a bunch of champs. So for it, it, it just worked really well. Um, it's the it's what everything that was right about a ladder match. What we we're saying was wrong about the the women's ladder match earlier. Sort of like it didn't. This one flowed. The spots weren't like oh, there's a spot coming. It was just like oh shit, there's a spot. That was amazing. It, whereas the you know it just wasn't clunky and I, and you know and I don't know if that's because you've got. You've got a couple of guys, well, you've got, I guess, sort of two or three out of those guys uh, absolute sort of ladder veterans. You've got uh, Owens and, and Zane who've had ladder wars for years, which was a point that I, w- I noticed they didn't really fall back on that, which they have done in a couple of previous matches where they've had like those two in the ladder. yeah. Scenario: They've gone. Oh, look! You know, let's call upon that thing that everyone remembers. But they didn't really do that this time, which was good. And they're not really doing that. That whole Owens uh, Zane thing, you know, where they just go at it uh, for a couple of minutes. Um, So yeah, just just generally great. Um, I think you know everyone's saying about uh, Owens being the. The M- the MVP I think for me it has got to be AJ like it just he seemed to be taking some ridiculous bumps throughout that whole thing like it just I, every every time he was on screen he was falling from a great height <laughs> yeah. like onto on nothing it was just like oh wow uh, so yeah just just all good things to say about this really um, not bothered about um, the winner of it I I think that everyone involved. With the exception of Ziggler, will continue to sort of be in that main event scene. I think Ziggler's sort of in a bit of a weird place and has been for for a little while, where he's kind of involved in these big things. But also, I don't know. It's not. You can't imagine him having the belt. I don't know if they'd ever put that back on him. Um, But the rest of the guys, you know, they're all. I mean, you've got. Four out of six of them are all been in like come from NXT. Um, yeah, it's it's just a really good, really good main event. Like, can't really fault it.
0: I think the only, it's not even really a, a criticism, but the only thing that bugged me a little bit was when Nakamura came back. Like, I understood that he obviously had to take everyone out, but. Um, was the o- overuse of the King Shaza, which a little bit annoyed me a little bit, because I think for a finishing maneuver, you need to kind of save it. That I it might just be me being pedantic, but the fact that he hits so much within a short space of time, I think kind of lost the value of it a little bit. But I don't know if that's just be- me being. Cynical. I think
2: you're right, though, Tim, because I now that you bring that up, that does kind of worry me. I'm worried that this is going to be his Superman punch, and everyone's going to get sick of it really quickly.
4: Yeah,
2: um, they need to protect it a lot more than, or just not overexpose it so much. Because the answer, sorry. sorry, I was just going to say, I I don't know how limited his Arsenal is as far as like actual maneuvers. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of a
3: bit worried about that.
0: Well, I think that... that's what I
3: was going to say. What else has he got? Like, go like apart from I don't know what what's he got in his move set. I, I read I was reading somebody commented on a on a post on on the Facebook group earlier saying like it basically booked. It was the Roman Reigns booking. Yeah, mm. like you know he he got taken out early. He came back. You know you can you can put Roman Reigns into that role. But of course, Roman would have won it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <sure. laughs> I think the only thing, like, is the thing that kills it as well is you haven't got Corey Graves announcing it because when Corey oh, yeah. Graves shouts it from the top of his lungs, it kind of adds value to it. But when you have got Tom Phillips just going King Shaza, it's like nah, it's not, it's not the same effect. But um, if we briefly talk about the the winner, and then we'll we'll kind of start to wrap up. Um, same question that we had, I had for the, the women's match. Who do we see Corbin cashing in on? Um, as I've already said, I don't see it being Jinder. I think if... See, in my head, this is my fantasy booking. So Cena beats Jinder at some point, obviously therefore breaking Ric Flair's record. But the same night, Corbin cashes in. And gets the title, so Cena's got the got the record, but doesn't hold the belt for very long. And that's how I'd like to see it play out. Um, I don't know, you guys obviously have different views. So, uh, Maz, if we, what what would you like to see happen?
2: Um, well, actually, what you propose there does make a lot of sense. Really, uh, I, I can see Cena and Jinder at SummerSlam. Uh, yeah, I mean. At this point, Cena needs to be some sort of transitional champion. You know, he doesn't need to have it that long. If he, let's say, Jinder does get beaten by Cena and he keeps it for a while, um, I mean, I could... I don't necessarily want to see this, but I could see uh, Big Breakfast not being able to... You know, he's he'll be like... Um, David Sando where he cashes in and maybe doesn't win it because yeah. you know because we haven't seen that for a while and I think that it gets a bit predictable sometimes um but then you know I think he deserves a win so um yeah I yeah I I, I can see him yeah I can see him being seen I think you're right I, I could definitely see that
0: yeah Ben what about you
3: um what you've said is kind of the obvious um obvious decision it, it's who would you the, the, the question is who would you have baron corbin feud with because obviously it would be a bit of a cash in maybe and then rematch sort of scenario you've had him do it with sammy i, I could see it with kevin owens but i can't see them putting the belt back on kevin owens that soon The logical, well, you say logical, but the the logical sort of way forward would be the whole Cena-Jinder scenario. I can't, unless for some reason Nakamura or um, Sami Zayn got the title, but I can't see them putting the belt on them. What I
2: could see, actually, saying that, Ben, is that maybe, let's say Cena beats Jinder... And let's say somehow Sami Zayn is like number one contender, and he has a match against Cena. That's when Baron Corbin comes in, cashes in, uh, stops Sami Zayn from getting his chance opportunity, and then they go into a feud that way, where yeah. Baron's the champion going into, and you've got the underdog babyface Sami Zayn. So, you know that could work.
3: Yeah, I can imagine. Oh, it's, it's difficult because you can imagine if. They did put the belt on Zane, Then you just you set that Owen Zane feud back up, or that Nakamura Zayn feud, which would be awesome. But ugh, there's so many, so many possibilities.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Callan, anything to add?
1: Uh, yeah, these guys have pretty much nailed it. But I think, um, yeah, I think I think going forward, it would probably be Cena um, taking the title from Jinder, and. I think the biggest swerve and the biggest kind of like way to get um, Corbin over is to cash in immediately on John Cena winning his title. Um, And then I would actually, I wouldn't mind seeing a Baron Corbin John Cena feud. I think they could, you know, whenever Cena's put in with the rookies and they give him the time, I think that was proven with the US Open Challenge. He he absolutely does a great job. Um, And, you know, my concern would be, if they did do that, a month or two down the line, um, Cena's got the title back anyway, and it didn't matter. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I feel like they need, that's the only issue, is that whole rematch system. Because um, I know they'll do the back and forth, probably, if they did do that. It's just, would Cena come out of it um, as 17-time world champion or 18-time world champion, you know? Um so yeah, that's that would be my concern with Baron down the line. But I think, I think the matches would be amazing if they did do that. Um, Sami Zayn would be my second favorite, definitely. You know, I like again, I really want to see him in that title picture. Uh, maybe if he, you know, let's say they didn't go with Cena and they did decide to run with Sami against Jinder. Uh, and then you know we saw Corbin cash in. I don't think that would be as exciting because obviously. The name value of beating John Cena to get that title would be a lot, a lot, way, way bigger push. And we've already seen Sammy and Baron do some bits early this year. Yeah. So um, I guess it would make it worth it if they did it. Did it, but um, with Sammy saying that is sorry, but um, with the title involved. But yeah, apart from that, I, yeah, I, I, I think you're right though, Tim. You pretty much nailed it. It will, it will probably be John Cena. I, I expect so. Yeah.
0: Cool. All
1: roads well, lead to John
2: Cena. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cool. Well, as always, we'll we'll finish on um, what our one highlight of the pay per view was. Um, th- Minus kind of the spots in the in the main event. My my personal highlight was uh, Kofi Kingston's stage dive kind of thing onto onto the Usos, where he literally just. Leapt and fell onto them. I thought that was a, a brilliant little spot for Kofi. Um, oh, was that the
1: was that was that the trustful kind of yeah thing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was just
0: yeah, which was brilliant. Um, so that was my my highlight. Um, Callan, what about yourself? Oh,
1: um, I probably James Ellsworth's outfit. Um, <laughs> I think I think it was. You know, I think he really pulled the stops out this time, and I'm really proud of him. Uh, <laughs> dressing like that, um, he's he lo- he's very. He always looks questionable, but I just want him to maybe wear something a bit more translucent so we can see more of the offspring tattoo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, oh, probably that. Yeah. I reckon that's yeah. probably my favourite.
0: Cool, uh, Ben. Put highlight for yourself.
3: Oh, um. A J falling from from the rope. That was amazing. Like just just good t- good TV. I yeah, reckon. Yeah. Um That and uh, the uh, the the new music that's been pumped out of the music making machine, which is what they called CF. What they called the uh,
0: oh, come on, Mads, you, you can say it. Say again. Ma- Maz knows has to say it.
2: Uh, it's it's CFO money, but then it's spelled CFO
3: dollar sign, so yeah. I think it, I think they all say CFO money. Okay, CFO Money. I assume that's who's come up with this amazing uh theme tune. Uh the new glorious, I think wanna yeah. be totally into it, so that was a, a highlight. I've I've have sort
0: of YouTube it and listened to it a couple of times. <laughs> 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 um, and Maz rounding things off, what was your highlight?
1: it's so good <laughs> okay
2: anyway on a serious note oh way. my god uh, that was inaudible uh, was it oh, yeah. oh rubbish it sounds great here <laughs> um uh highlights for me was definitely it's got to be the the whole money in the bank match uh I think, was absolutely brilliant. Like I said before, I haven't really been a big ladder match fan, but this this worked on so many levels. Uh, A lot of... uh, The Usos in uh, New Day Match was really good, really worth checking out again. I think I'll probably check that out again. Um, Unfortunately, apart from those two, the rest of the night for me was, again, just... You know, same old with WWE. You know, um, if if I was to watch this pay per view again, I'd only watch those two matches probably. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought everyone looked strong in the the Money in the Bank match. Yeah, so definitely. We'll on that, but yeah.
0: Perfect. Well, there we go. That was Money in the Bank two thousand seventeen. Um, we'll be probably doing this in a couple of weeks again for great balls of fire which I've got oh. to say I'm looking forward to, to Joe and Brock but the rest of the pay-per-view we'll have to wait and see what it has to offer but um, guys thank you very much for joining me once again on a very very hot Monday evening thank you very much
3: <laughs> no worries man Cool. Thank thank man. and I think, if, I think we need to have the uh, Mike and Maria canellis theme tune playing us out on this
0: yeah I'll, I'll get yeah. I'll
3: just,
2: yeah, just throw it in post so
0: it's not as inaudible. Yeah, as,
1: uh, I'll, 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 <laughs>
2: yeah, Tim. Whoever, whoever edits, whatever company is to edit your podcast, just uh, contact <laughs> them. Yeah, send them the link. You know. We'll
0: get, we'll get it yeah. sorted. Yeah, cool. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Right. Yeah, Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. we have it folks a few dodgy finishes but all rounded off with a cracking main event um as always with the money in the bank shows leaves a lot of possibilities going forward uh and it will be interesting to see what happens on tonight's Smackdown Live to see if there are any repercussions uh from the women's ladder match so yeah lots of things going forward storylines uh to explore and as always with WWE I'm sure they'll leave us guessing uh every every twist and turn um if you want to let us know your views on the pay-per-view or just get in touch with the show in general, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, which is at just underscore and underscore insight uh, using the hashtag JAIpod, uh, Or you can email us at just underscore and underscore insight at hotmail.co.uk. Uh, as I've already mentioned, next week's guest will be UK indie wrestler Chuck Mambo. Um, hopefully it will kind of have a bit of a snowball effect and we will start to see a lot more wrestlers appearing on this show in the near future. Um, but for now, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for joining me on the Justin Insight podcast and I will see you soon. <laughs>